This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. This is my house. This is my house. I'm taking over, okay? Stephen A. and the crew. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Touchdown! It's a Sammy Watkins Palooza touchdown! Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Touchdown Bullpups! No flags on the play! It is 99 yards right up the seam! The big play threat from a season ago does it again! Everything happening in the sports world. Personal file, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. And even some things not happening in the sports world. I tell you, I thought this morning I wasn't going to make it to this <laughs> afternoon. I, I haven't had many mornings like that in a long time. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, a man that I think is maybe needing a little nap, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Do you need a little nap? I've just been exhausted all day. Why are you so exhausted? I, I don't know. I have no idea, but I've just been exhausted. Haven't been playing any golf. I, I know. I, I think I've played. You what? just go home and go to sleep and I, then wake up and come back and well, go home and go to sleep. There's a lot of bullpup, bulldogs, you name it, things to cover. Steve, I hate to break it to you, but tomorrow morning, it's your least favorite day of the week. It is. My You're feeling favorite. exhausted and leading up to your Wednesday mornings. Yeah. Because Tuesday is such a big high school sports day. It's going to be a long morning for yeah, you, Steve. It's Volleyball Wednesday on midkansasonline.com because we have eight schools that will be playing uh, today, uh, be in action. Fortunately, the middle school teams played yesterday. Well, they just play every day. Yeah, they play I feel every- like the middle school volleyball teams have played 12 days in a row. Yeah, in fact, the uh, I think it's the seventh grade girls, they've already played 14 matches, and we're like, in the, what, third week of September. They've already played 14 <laughs> matches. But, no, Wednesdays are always very busy. I try to write my, my column on Tuesday for Wednesday. Wednesday's posting because I just, you know, I, I run myself up against time. And, and uh, you know, it's just a very busy day. Speaking of somebody who has run up against time, I wanted to lead off our show by talking about somebody whose career, likely, but at least their their season is likely coming to an end and probably career, and that is Eli Manning. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet, airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Manning lobs it. Burris alone. Touchdown, New York. Brady. Barring a defensive foul, the game ends here to the end zone. Hernandez is there, tipped and batted. Gronkowski can't get it. Incomplete. And the New York Giants, given the last rights by many in December, are the Super Bowl champs in February. The end of an era for the New York Giants as Eli Manning was benched this morning for Daniel Jones, their first-round draft pick at quarterback. 
Are you a little sad for Eli, Steve? Well, I felt like, you know, Eli's been a – he's been past his uh, career. For know, about five years. For <laughs> at, least, at least the last two. I mean, anyone's watched any Giants games. We don't see a lot of Giants games, but when they play the Cowboys, we see them, and they seem to pop up on – Monday night football or Sunday night football a lot more than they should, but just because of the Giants, you know that, that they're sure a huge is, TV market. They're a huge TV market, but let's face it, Eli's not been good for a couple of years. The Giants have been terrible for a couple of years. They're terrible again this year. You watch the games. Eli doesn't have the arm strength anymore. He can't do anything. He doesn't have the mobility, but he's had a great career. Not many quarterbacks can say they won two Super Bowls. That's a pretty select company. Two or more Super Bowls. I mean, you, you know, you got. Bradshaw and Montana and those guys that have won five and six, Brady. But uh, the guys that have won two, uh, there's not that big of a group that's, that's done that. How about his brother? Peyton. Peyton. Yeah, he won, what, one more than Peyton did, didn't he? Or Peyton won two. Peyton won two. Peyton won one. Won in Indianapolis yeah, and then right, one when right. he couldn't throw in Denver. That's right. Well, Denver's defense won that Super Bowl. That's Peyton, true. Peyton just did enough not to lose games. but, but I wanted to talk about the long impact that Eli Manning will have on the game. I've got some other things I want to talk about today too, Steve. Some NFL trade rumors are circling around the Kansas City Chiefs and especially around Jalen Ramsey and cornerback. I want to talk about that, but let's continue this conversation on Eli Manning. Where do you rank him in terms of all-time great quarterbacks? Because I think it's an interesting argument. His numbers are fine. He's won two Super Bowls. He played for 16 or 17 years. That on paper, he's like a surefire Hall of Famer. But at the same time, it doesn't really feel like to me that he's one of the great quarterbacks of the era. I don't have him in the top 20 all time. I don't think. I mean, I'd have to go, go through the list, but I just don't see Eli. I mean, granted, he won two Super Bowls, but that defense, you know, really won the Super Bowl. And if I remember correctly... Both of the Super Bowls that they won, they were wild card teams. Mm-hmm. And the first year, whenever they beat the Patriots, I believe it would have been Super Bowl 42. Remember, that was a historically great Patriots team that was undefeated the entire year. You've got Tom Brady throwing for, I think, 55 touchdown passes that year. You have Randy Moss. You've got Belichick. You have a great Patriots defense. And the Giants found a way to beat them in the Super Bowl. They were huge underdogs. Then you go four years into the future, it was a little more balanced game. And of course, that Patriots team was very good as well, but the Giants had some really good pieces. Where where in your mind do you just think of Eli Manning in terms of the Roethlisbergers of this era, the Bradys, the Rodgers, the Russell Wilson, Peyton Manning? Where does he fit into the mix for you? Well, I, I just don't have him that high. I mean, uh, I think he was just he was just part of a really, you know, really good team, great teams. But he he didn't, you know, it wasn't like he led the Giants to the Super Bowl. I, I keep saying the defense really won the Super Bowl for those Giants teams. Uh, there's a lot of quarterbacks in recent time that have not won a Super Bowl that have been better than him. Well, I think that's certainly true, but there is something that goes into winning two Super Bowls. Yeah. And especially being a team that has to win multiple games in the Super Bowls, and you look at what he did in that 2007 and 2011 playoff run, similar to Joe Flacco, I know that he takes a lot of heat, and people will say, well, he's a Super Bowl champion quarterback. 
Well, the guy's no good now, yeah. and similar to Eli Manning, but there is something that goes into winning a court, winning a Super Bowl. And the other thing that I wanted to transition this into, Steve, is the Chiefs have been pretty lucky, like have the New York Giants, like have the Patriots, the Packers, some of these other teams that have had good quarterbacks, that they haven't had quarterback problems like we have seen with some teams already this year. Look at the New York Jets. You go with Sam Darnold, who gets mono. You bring in Trevor Simeon last night. He breaks his ankle. Then you have to throw in Luke Falk. There are so many teams across the league right now, and if you just look back over the last six or seven years, that have had quarterback problems. Whether that means they've had bad quarterbacks, whether that means they've had a lot of quarterbacks. But the thing that's nice about being a Chiefs fan right now, and really for the Patriots and the Packers and some of these teams and the Seahawks that haven't had these questions, it makes life really good. You see how bad life can be as an NFL fan when you start to get quarterback problems. Well, what happens if Patrick Mahomes gets hurt for the Chiefs? It's just like it's like a stock market crash. Their well, stock- it's different than there's the one-year injury. Right. But what I mean is the Chiefs have not had a quarterback problem in seven years. Ever since they brought in Alex Smith, right. there have been no questions who their starting quarterback is going to be and whether he's going to deliver for them. Because Alex Smith was great the time that he was here. Patrick Mahomes has been great. Now, all you have to do is look right before Alex Smith. And you look at all the problems that came with Matt Castle. Yeah, You get into the years before that when you throw in the Tyler Palcos and the Tyler you went from Pens, tr- you went from the Trent, Damon Hewards. You had that stretch after Trent Green and before Alex Smith. But let me ask you this. Alex Smith, you put Alex Smith on those giant teams that won the Super Bowl. Is he that much, is Eli that much really better than Alex Smith? I, I don't, don't know. Think, I don't think so. I don't think Alex Smith, when he was in his prime, was that much, you know, below Eli Manning. I just think Eli Manning probably gets more credit than what he deserves. I think one thing Eli Manning gets credit for, he's been durable. You know, he's never had a real bad injury. You know, he started, what, 200 and some straight games. He's shown up to work every day. I just think he was the benefit of playing on a team that had a defense that could carry it to the Super Bowl, and he went along for the ride. So let me ask you this, Steve. Eli Manning has started at quarterback for the New York Giants since 2004. So since then, what would that make that? 15 seasons? This would be season number 16. Yeah. How many times did the Giants go to the playoffs? Probably six times. Six times. That'd be yeah. Well, that's a good guess. Pretty good guess. Yeah. Oh five, oh six, oh seven when they won the Super Bowl. Oh eight, and then again in eleven, and then the last time was twenty sixteen. Okay, so the so last... in reality, he has only been to the playoffs one time, almost in the last decade. Right. Right. And that's Elk. So let me ask you this: If his name, his last name, wasn't Manning, if his name was Eli Johnson, right? Eli Smith. Yeah. Would he be getting the acclaim that he gets? Let's face it, the Manning name, that's like one of the first, the FF, you know, first family of football. That's right. The FFFs. So, the first family of football. Eli's career, and just him him as a whole, is very funny. Because you have his brother, who's one of the greatest passers of all time. Greatest offensive engineers. That With some of those Colts teams, of course he had some good weapons, 
but he'd go up there. He's audibling. He's touching Omaha, his helmet. Omaha. He's saying Omaha. He's, he's funny. Winning Super Bowls. He's funny. He's, he has a great personality. Yeah. He's on TV all the time. And then you have Eli, who seems a little slow sometimes. Offensively, it's always like he's making these bad decisions. They always talk about the Eli face where he throws a pick and his mouth opens and he goes, oh. Yeah. The the differences between those two guys, it's well, very funny he's to lived, me that they he's are lived brothers. In his brother's sh- and it's it, it's kind of sad he's lived in his brother's shadow because he has had a, a really good career. But when you say Manning, Eli's never the first guy you think of. You know who Arkansas beat in like 2002 in a 7-overtime game? Eli Manning. There you go. They beat him. He can't even beat Houston Nutt and the boys. Those are my guys. I remember staying up that late, Steve, and watching that game. Woo pig. There you go. Steve, let's take a break. When we come back, sorry, Eli, a bummer for you. When we come back, I want to talk about some NFL trade rumors, the big trade that went through last night, as well as who the Chiefs are in the market for and whether you think that will work if they bring in this player. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Well, it's a one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready, and I go, can't go, but don't... Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve Sell, have you been following... Adam Schefter and all of the trade rumors of the NFL last night I and this not. morning. You I haven't have, been following it all? I have not. I've been too busy. What do you mean? I'm a busy man. Sitting at home doing nothing. I didn't. Turn I, on ESPN and see Adam Schefter. I, I didn't have it's ES, big news. I didn't have ESPN on. Come on, Steve. Got to be watching Monday Night Football last night. You didn't want to watch Trevor Simeon? Yeah, that game was against a, Baker Mayfield. That game was a dog. Did you see it? Odell Beckham's big touchdown catch? I didn't. It was long, like but 89 yards. I see that uh, we got another – there's another dog of a game, I think, next week on Monday night, and I can't remember. It's like the Redskins and somebody that's just going to obliterate the Redskins. A lot of fun. Yeah. Well, Steve, the big rumor is involving Jacksonville cornerback Jalen Ramsey, who, of course, has always been very vocal in his career, has always had something to say, and the Chiefs a few times have dealt with him saying a few things and – pummeled him, but there are rumors that obviously earlier this week, Jalen Ramsey said, I want out. Get me out of Jacksonville. Him and coach Doug Marone got into it, but there are rumors that the Chiefs are very, very interested in Jalen Ramsey and would be willing to make some moves to bring him to that Kansas City Chiefs defense. Number one, do you think that will happen? And number two, do you think it would be a good fit and would work? Well, I don't. Do they have a number one draft pick, or did it go for Frank Clark? What did Frank Clark? They trade for Frank Clark. I was thinking they gave up a number one for for Frank Clark. But getting I don't ba- know. Getting back off the top of my head. Getting back to Jalen Ramsey, I'm not sure you want to take on another personality type project. Uh, you know, he's an idiot. He acts like an idiot. 
I mean, he's he's not up there with Antonio Brown or you know anybody like that. But uh, I just I don't for one thing I don't think the Chiefs have enough to give up to get him. But the Chiefs also realize this their window right now is open. They've got to go. Yes. They've got to go for it. That's why I think a guy like Jalen Ramsey is a guy they need to attack. Steve, what have I been saying for two years while we've been doing this show that the Chiefs need to go get? A shutdown corner. A shutdown corner. You know what they had whenever we started this show? They Toast. had one. They had a, a shutdown corner, Marcus Peters. Right. He made plays. He intercepted passes. He took his shoes and socks off on the field and did weird stuff. Kicked but, footballs in the but stands. he worked. He won you games. Although he would drive you crazy, he got the job done. And they let him go. Jalen Ramsey, I don't know if he's quite as crazy as Marcus Peters, but... When you bring in a guy like Jalen Ramsey, it at least tries to solve a problem. If they get to an AFC championship game and lose to New England again and it doesn't work, at least with this, you did something to solve a problem. You at least attempted. Because do you remember what happened last year when the Chiefs played Tom Brady in the AFC championship game? Got torched. He shredded their secondary. Right. At least if you go and make an effort and say, we are going to go get a number one corner to go along with some other guys in the Chiefs secondary who have been fine. You throw in a Tyron Matthew who has been in big games. You are at least attempting to solve the problem. Where if the Chiefs went out and brought in a new running back and said, all right, we've we've gone out, we've got Leonard Fournette, this is the difference. No, that's not the problem. We know as Chiefs fans, we know as NFL fans, that the Chiefs can get to the AFC Championship game even with a bad defense. Right. But the way you win and the way you get to a Super Bowl and the way you win a Super Bowl potentially is by trying to solve the problems from last year. And I think the biggest problem is in the secondary and in particular at corner. And what Jalen Ramsey gives you is a guy who is a number one corner, an elite cornerback. And I think that gives you a chance. Yeah, and he's you know, he's a really good athlete. He's really fast. He can cover one on one. I just, you know, I just don't know if you want to take on that personality. You had Marcus Peters. Do you really want to go through that again? But if Jalen, if the Chiefs win, then Jalen Ramsey doesn't have enough to doesn't have anything to complain about. Exactly. I I just, I just say if you shut up and play ball, you can work. For I don't the think Chiefs. LeBron would like you, Steve. Well, I'm just saying, just just keep your nose clean and play football. I think that Jalen Ramsey and Marcus Peters are different, though. I really don't think they're exactly the same thing. I think Marcus Peters kind of saw the end coming and was ready to go somewhere else. I think he didn't feel like he was respected by the Chiefs, by the fans. I think Jalen Ramsey knows he's elite. I think he knows that wherever he goes, he's going to be good. And I think he knows that Jacksonville's not going anywhere. And that he wants to go to a place that can win. And I think he's different than Antonio Brown and all of that. Jalen Ramsey, I think, could be a difference maker. Do you think that's why... you think Jalen Ramsey, knowing Jacksonville, isn't going anywhere? That's why he's been acting out a little bit. Being Maybe kind of, a little bit. Being why he's, he's, he, he acted like an idiot, you know, in that first game. I mean, he just... He got burned for a touchdown. He just kept on talking, though. He was running his mouth all the time. I think he's got some other idiots on that team to deal with. Well, that's true. I don't think he's the the ringleader, but I think he'd be a great fit. I think he works. 
I think he will be a guy that the Chiefs would need. And I think if they get him, they begin well, Jacksonville to... wants a number one, and I'm not sure the Chiefs have a number one. I For some reason, I was thinking that, that they traded the number one for Frank Clark. But now, remember, Steve, well, I guess you probably don't remember because you weren't paying attention last night. I wasn't. Minka Fitzpatrick from the Dolphins was traded to the Steelers for a first-round pick next year. Well, let me say, the NFL almost needs to step in and talk to the Miami ownership because I've never seen a I've never seen an NFL team just basically tank a whole season like they are. They're they have left themselves with no players. Now they're gonna have five top draft picks next they're gonna have three ones and two twos next year. They better hope that it's a big year, you know, in college football as far as uh, you know, a lot Tua. of a lot of talent on the board because Miami's going to have the number one. Let's face it. Miami's not going to win a game, I don't think. Who are they going to beat? I mean, really, who are they going to beat this year? I remember they have two other pretty bad teams they have in the their Jets. division. Well, they got the Jets in their division. They, they get, get four games against teams that are not that good. Right. But what they're doing is almost criminal because, I mean, they're just they're shortchanging their fans. So let's go over this again. If the Chiefs have the opportunity at about whatever cost – would you be fine with them pursuing Jalen Ramsey? Oh, I'd be fine with it. I just, Even if it's on a short-term deal. And Andy Reid's kind of a Father Flanagan guy anyway. You know, he takes in troubled kids and, and makes them, you know, good players. I mean... He, but I don't think Jalen Ramsey is a troubled kid, per se. Okay. I think he's just a guy that's been very confident in his position. And at that cornerback position, Steve... It kind of feels like you have to have that guy who has the edge to him Swag. and is going to go out and talk and is going to try and make a name for himself. Now, when you see Charvarius Ward trying to do that, and you know he's a part of the burnt toast Chiefs defense, right? well, okay, maybe you lose a little street cred. But Jacksonville has been an elite defense in the last few years. And I just think if the Chiefs want to be in that elite category, which offensively they are at, if they want to be in the category of Super Bowl contender, which they already are, but if you want to be in that Super Bowl potential champion, you have a chance to do it. You have a chance to beat New England. And now, Steve, we know it's all about beating New England. Right. Of course, there would probably be another team you have to go through, but you also know at some point you have to beat New England. Yeah, New and Eng- in order to do that, yeah. they have got to be sound defensively. Every move you make is to beat New England because... Let's face it, New England's the best team uh, in football right now, and it looks like they're the best football team by quite a long way. Ever. Yeah. I mean, this is – The greatest they, team ever this, this New England team is really – granted, they haven't played a, you know elite schedule yet, but this New England team, their defense right now is just unbelievable. Remember, they played the Dolphins. Jesus. I want a sad sack unit. I want to read you the Patriots' schedule for these first couple of weeks – because it is, let's just go ahead and say, a little pathetic. Marshmallow? The way that things worked out as a Chiefs fan. So this week, they will take on the Jets, who are down wow. to Luke Falk as their starting quarterback. Yep. The following week, at the Bills. Ooh, scary. The next week, at the Redskins. Ooh, scary. Then they will play the Giants at home. Daniel Jones at quarterback. Then they go to the Jets. And then they will host the Browns. I don't know if that's real scary. And then they will be at the Ravens. Well, you know what? You know what the best thing about all this is? I have Tom Brady as my fantasy football He can sling it for you. Yeah. All right, Steve. Let's take our final break and wrap up the show after this. 
You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, you know what's going on tonight? Lots of stuff. Well, like what? Volleyball. Okay, that's 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 where soccer. you want to start with this first. Okay, yeah, soccer. I didn't know exactly what you meant. I didn't know if you meant like at home watching TV. Oh, I. But we can talk about bullpup volleyball and soccer being in action tonight. You bet. The volleyball team will be at El Dorado to take on El Dorado and Augusta. Boys soccer will be at Rose Hill. Both teams trying to follow up some losses tonight. Well, revenge is on the mind of the bullpup girls volleyball team because somehow they lost to Augusta. Uh, when the teams met last time, I don't know if Coach Doyle had ever lost to Augusta. So, they, you know, they've got some uh, redemption on their mind. This is a team that's got to start, uh, you know, they're 7-3, and three, but uh, it's time for them to accelerate their game a little bit because, let's face it, we know the talent is there. They've just been a little inconsistent at this point. And then soccer trying to come after its loss, right? Uh, its first loss on Saturday. Yeah, and, you know, that loss to May South, you don't hang your head about that because – May South's probably one of the top three teams in Class 5A. And with that, to me, uh, that game on Saturday, that shows the Bullpups where the bar is and where they need to, you know, how far they need to reach to get to that bar. And they weren't really that far behind May South from what we're told, but uh, they still got some work to do to catch the Mavericks. Steve, are you a fan of Susan Sarandon? I could take her or leave her. What do you mean? You I liked you... her. I liked her in uh, uh, Bull Durham. What, what else have you seen her in? Oh, uh, Thelma and Louise. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What else? I don't know. So that's all you know for Susan Sarandon. Yeah. I watched two Susan Sarandon movies yesterday. Okay. I need another one to watch. I couldn't tell you. I don't. I know. thought you would be my trusted source. I. You know, I'm not a movie guy. I like her. I think she's nice. Okay. She's an activist. She is an activist. She, she speaks her mind on politics. She's getting up there. Yeah. But I like her. Okay, well, find some movie to Maybe in. somebody will call me and tell me the best Susan Sarandon movie to watch okay. tonight. All right. You know what else is on tonight, Steve? Don't tell me The Bachelor. It's the season finale, Bachelor in Paradise. I can, I can have them on both screens. I, 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 Susan Sarandon, Bachelor in Paradise. You lead a sheltered life is all I got. A sheltered life? What do you mean? The Bachelor G-Mini Christmas. It's good stuff, Steve. They're in paradise. That's an hour of your life or two hours of your life that you'll never get back. Well, what will you be doing? I don't know, but I won't be watching The Bachelor in Paradise or whatever it is. I could be watching Jorge Soler hit his 70th well, they're home not run. On, they're not on the nine-somethings. So. Well, yeah, i got I got to kill time. I think the Redbirds might be on. I'm not watching those losers. <laughs> no chance I'm watching those losers, Steve. <laughs> I hope you enjoy your night, Steve. I hope you are not quite as exhausted tomorrow. I am exhausted. I hope you'll just feel a little better. I hope so, too. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 
According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.